You're listening to the Flip Houses Like a Girl podcast, where we educate, empower, and celebrate everyday women who are facing their fears, juggling family and business, embracing their awesomeness, and wholeheartedly chasing their dream of flipping houses. Each episode delivers honest-to-goodness tools, tips, and strategies you can implement today to get closer to your first or next successful house flip. Here's your spiky-haired, breakfast taco-loving host, house-flipping coach, Debbie DeBeery. Hey there. I hope that whatever you're up to today, you're having an easy one. Thanks for tuning in and listening to this episode today. I'm really excited to share this story. Yes, I say it every time, and I mean it every time. This will inspire you. So if you have ever said, I'm too busy, or I just don't have the time to do this thing, flip houses, whatever your thing is that you really want to do, I want you to listen to this story because Mariana Okay, so if anybody was too busy, she definitely fell into the category of too busy. She has military duties. She's a nurse at a hospital working 12-hour shifts. She has a newborn. And she started this business. So how did she do that? Plus, not only that, she flipped three houses successfully within her first nine months in our program. Hearing her story forces us to drop our story of I'm too busy to XYZ. You're not too busy. I'm not too busy. We are not too busy. We just don't have our priorities right. All right. And you're going to hear so much more. Just stay tuned. You're going to love her. She's in Florida. She's going to talk to us about how she found her first flip, how she financed it using none of her own cash, how she almost didn't get to the closing table because she had some lender issues. It just, there were so many hurdles and this woman just kept pushing through. There wasn't something that was going to happen that was going to make her quit. It just made her dig deeper. Oh my gosh. I love this story. Thank you, Mariana, so much for sharing it with us. And let's get into it. Let's start with who you are, where you are, what you're up to in the world, um, aside from flipping houses. Okay. So my name's Mariana, and I am currently living in Jacksonville, Florida. I am 31 years old, and I am also uh, military, so I am in the Air Force. I'm currently in the Guard, but I was active duty. Uh, I was stationed in Ohio, and I recently actually moved to Jacksonville. So this is not my hometown or a city I know thoroughly or anything like that, which I know matters as well. So this is a new market for me. I don't know anything. I don't have connections. I don't know my neighbors. I don't know any of that. So um, we we got pregnant with my baby. And so we decided that it was time to move back to Florida. My mom is here. So that's why Jacksonville. And so um, we've been here for a total of 10 months. So brand new space for us. Yes. And I'm also a respiratory therapist. So um, I work at a hospital. That is my day job, as I say. Um, and so I do work uh, shifts of 12 hours and full time for me is about three shifts a week, even though with the baby, I've been doing about 
uh, one to two shifts a week is usually what I've been doing and the company. So because <laughs> I have the military and I have the hospital and I have my baby and I have the company and I have my family. <laughs> yeah. So you don't really have much going for you right now. You don't have anything. You have nothing going on with your days. Relaxing. Yeah. No. <laughs> wow, man. That is a lot. Okay. So one of the big things we hear I don't have enough time. I have a full-time job. I have a family. What would you say to that? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? That's it. It's possible. There's always time. There's always time. It's uh, it's how uncomfortable do you want to get? How uncomfortable? You Maybe you, you don't want to get uncomfortable, but how uncomfortable are you willing to get to make it happen and get it done? Um, because whether it's jobs, whether it's the military, whether it's family, a baby, you know, whether it's whatever, there's always morning time, there's always nighttime, there's always in between time. Um, I mean, even right now when I'm at the hospital, you know, I see my patients and I have rounds and I, you know, round throughout the day. And um, but I, I carry my AirPods now with me and I, you know, and I have like little notes and stuff in my pocket. And when I'm maybe waiting for people or maybe I'm in between rounds and I have some time, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to educative material, or if I have a property I'm working on, I'm, you know, pulling comps, if people are sending me properties, if I'm trying to do market research. I mean, I, I use every minute that I have available. So That's amazing. You can do it. <laughs> what is the end goal? Oh, the end goal for me is just time with my family, just being financially stable. That's, that's what I want. I want financial freedom, because I want time with my family. I want time with my baby and I want time with my partner. And I've realized in my 30 years of life that um, the military has been a wonderful opportunity for me. I've loved serving. I love serving. Um, it's not about that. It's more about uh, time with my family, you know, and 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 it, it does take that from you. Um, it is a sacrifice that you make. And that's a sacrifice you make with, uh, you know, jobs like hospital jobs, right? You, I work with people day in and day out. I hear it from everybody. Like everyone's like, oh, how many shifts do you have left? You know, oh, this is my third one. Thank God I'm not going to have to come back until, you know, like three days from now. And that just blows my mind. I can't, I'm not okay with that. I I can't, I can't live like that. I know people that have had these jobs for 20, 30 years and that's how they live their life. They retire. I respect that. That's fine. But I, that's not for me. That's not the life I want. I want to, you know, not have to do that and count down the minutes to when my shift is going to be over and dread going back to work, you know, like, oh my God, I have to work on Monday. Like, I don't, I don't want that. You know, like all of those things is why I don't want that. And that's why I want this. <laughs> yes. You have purchased three properties. Did you, per you just closed on the third, right? Yes. Yesterday <laughs> with, and it's been like five months since you joined. It's been March. Yeah. Since March. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. March, April, May, Amazing. June, July. You, you yeah. were brand new, brand new to real estate. Yes. Brand new to Jacksonville. Yes. Let's talk about your first flip. Walk me through, how did you find it? Wholesaler. And like when you went, you saw the house, obviously you ran the numbers, did the spreadsheets. Were you really scared putting in that offer? 
Yes. I was super scared. Um, I was actually, so with that wholesaler, I, we connected over, um, Facebook because after I saw how the business rolls on Facebook, I am like a lady with a mission. So since I was looking for a house, I mean, I was like, I was dedicated. It was nonstop. Like any post that had to do with a house, anyone that was a wholesaler, anyone that was selling something, I was like, is this available? But is this available? Hey, my name is so-and-so. Is this available? I'm a flipper. I have a, I'm, I'm, I'm a flipper. I have a company, you know, like, and is this available? I need to go see it. And I would get on lists and get on lists and get on lists. And, and that's how I network with all of these wholesalers, you know? Um, and this was one of the wholesale companies that I connected with. Uh, one of their members was on one of those groups that had posted a house. And when I reached out asking if it was, when he put me on his list and I started getting the emails and it was like a legit company, it's actually Florida wide. They're pretty big and they manage a lot of different um, properties and I keep getting their emails. And so what, that house came up. I had gone to see a boatload of houses, right? At this point. Um, and, and it was talking, I guess, cause I might forget later talking about sort of like mental blocks. I know that was one of, one of the, one of the things, um, my baby, you know, like I, I have my baby and so yes, I'm not working, but I have my baby. So it's not like, I'm just like free to just go and do whatever, you know, I mean, I can, but I have to bring my baby. <laughs> and so, um, it was when I went to see houses, when I went to meet people, when I went to meet contractors, I had my baby, you know, and, and it was one of those things where at the beginning, when I, when I started this process of going to see, uh, properties, I, I was sort of like a little embarrassed, you know, because, um, not because of my child, but because I'm very professional. And so, because I'm very professional, you know, we have this sense of, I think just the professional world, you know, here in the United States, it's, it's very like, you know, kids and family, it's not, it doesn't blend, right? Like if you have a meeting, you don't bring your kid to your meeting, you know? And if you have this training, I'm not bringing my kid to my training. Um, so in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is business. This is business activity. You know, I'm bringing my kid. I feel like that's going to be unprofessional or inappropriate, or people are going to judge me or, you know, like, oh, she's bringing her kid, you know? So I remember the first time we went, I went to see a house, I brought my baby, you know, and, and I, I was meeting one of the contractors who now today she's my contractor. Right. Um, and I was, I was, I was kind of embarrassed. I mean, my internal thoughts were, oh my God, like I'm going to show up with my baby. And you know, this, this they're probably going to think like, oh God, she brought her kid. Like, you know, and, and I was like, but I have no choice, you know? So I got to the house and I put them on, on the, the baby carrier and, and we went to the house, you know, and he was just like looking around doing his thing. And, um, and I met the GC and, and she was, you know, she was actually very nice. Um, nobody seemed to care. I mean, yeah, they kind of looked at me like, oh, there's a baby. That's weird. But that was about it. You know, um, she didn't really care. She was just kind of like, oh, your baby's so cute. Okay. Let's go look at the house. And, you know, we looked at the house and whatnot, and it, it did take me a couple properties for me to kind of have that, like, sit down with myself and be like, you know what, this is, um, this is what I'm looking to do, right? I'm trying to build this business. And the reason I'm trying to build this business is because I want to be with my son and I want to be with my partner. So if for me and my company, 
That's what my business looks like is me taking my kid to the bank, to wholesalers, to, you know, walking properties, to closings, which we've gone to two now. And he was walking on the closing table like he was crawling on the nice, fancy wooden table that they have at title companies, you know, where they have like all those fancy pens and stuff. My kid (laughs) was literally crawling on her table, pulling all her pens out. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you don't have a lot of babies walking on your table. And she's like, yeah, no, this has never happened. And I'm like, I'm glad we're your first. I don't care anymore. I don't, you know, because I kind of got that mindset where that's what my business looks like. That's what my company looks like. And that's what fits me. And that's what I need to do. And as a matter of fact, I like that he's with me because I want him to see these. That's the point. Exactly. That's the point. But you have to take that mental barrier out of yourself because nobody else is sitting there being like, shame on you, Mariana, for bringing your baby. Like you're putting those limitations on yourself and your mind and you're embarrassed because you, you want to be, and you think it's inappropriate because you're putting that stigma on yourself. Nobody else is. And if you come in with a baby and you're rocking the baby, nobody's going to tell you that a baby can't be there. Right. Like nobody's saying that that's wrong. That's just on you to kind of change that framework and own it, you know? And by the fourth house, we were walking in there and my baby Luca, he was like, mama, you know, and like looking at houses and he already knew the drill. I didn't care anyone, you know, it's a lot of dudes usually for the most part, right. uh, usually a lot of men that are taking videos and looking at the houses and stuff, usually not a lot of women. Um, and I'm used to being on mostly men because the military is, you know, there's 33% of women in the military. So I'm comfortable with being with a bunch of dudes. I don't care. So it was one of those things where by the fifth house, it was like awesome. You know, I'm like, I'm packing my baby. I'm packing my camera. We're going to look at these properties and we're good to go. You know, we're rolling. So um, that was definitely one of the biggest things for me to just be comfortable just doing what I need to do. However, it is that I need to do it for myself, for my family, my business. Right. Yes. Amen to that. But but the the house. So the house, they were originally selling it for one twenty nine. Okay. So I said 120. She's like, hmm, okay, no, well, what about 125? And I was like, I was like, so, you know, I look at the DA again. Mind you, I've never negotiated for a house before. Okay. Right. So this already is like, oh my God, like, dear Jesus, we're negotiating for a house. Like, is this really happening? And so um, she's like, 125. I'm like, no, I can't do 125. I mean, that's $5,000 over. Right. Um, so then I was like, Lori, they want 125, you know? And then we were over here, like my partner and I were like, oh my God, they want 125. What are we going to do? You know? So look at the DA again. And we're like, okay, you know, maybe, you know, let's look at this again. Let's look at the closing costs. What about the realtor? What, what real are we actually going to use? Maybe we can like negotiate the commission with the realtor. And I was like, okay, yeah. And Lori had said, she's like, yeah, actually I know a realtor that'll actually do that percentage a little bit lower. So let's go ahead and put that percentage lower. And we tweaked it to where we came to uh, 122. And so I was like, 122. And she's like, "Mm, well, 125. And I was like, dude, literally, I can physically give you no more. I mean, literally, I told this wholesaler, I'm like, I am not even lying to you. (laughs) I physically cannot give you any more money. Like, (laughs) this is this is my very best. This is all I have. Like, Jesus. (laughs) And so we without trying to sound desperate, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm like, literally, I cannot give you it is 122 or this is a no because there's, you know, there's no margin here. And she's like, all right, 122. And yep, I know. And then and were you like, like, oh crap. Uh, yes. 
what did I just do? Let me make sure the numbers were right. Did I look at the numbers right? What did I miss? Wait, what's happening? Does that sound right? Exactly. Yeah. That, that sounds 100% correct. That's so exactly. that still happens to me to this day. <laughs> no. okay. okay, that's comforting. <laughs> A little less panic right. involved, but that still is like, oh crap, wait, what I miss? Did I do that right? right? It's like, because it just, it, you know, our brains freak out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it matters too. Right. So yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. So you got it for 122. What, yes. what were you thinking the repair amount was going to be when you were like doing the numbers on the DA? What were you thinking your repairs were going to be? 26,000. And what did your repairs come in at? 32. Hmm. Not bad. Okay. So what were some of the surprises? Oh Lord. So well, since we're on topic of getting the house under contract and talking about obstacles, difficulties, and all of those non-fun things, okay, I had, because I'm me, I had established a relationship with a hard money lender. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the financing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So just like you, you, you teach us, you know, the questionnaire, look for your financer, look for your lender, be ready. I had done that. I had done my homework like a good girl. I had everything ready. Right. I had had several conversations with my hard money lender. They were super nice. They were very, very, very kind. Um, And so we had done the whole thing. I had asked all the questions about what their fees looked like, how that was going to go for us to be ready for when the house came, right? Right. And they were used to working with people that were new to fix and flips, and they were good with being kind of like that backup and checking your ARV, and that was very nice, right? Um, so I had messaged them like, hey, listen, it looks like this is it. Bam, 122, all right? They had checked the ARV. Um, we were kind of good to go on all of those uh, areas. But when we had done the initial paperwork for uh, their requirements, they have a an experience sheet, right? Like properties that they count. And if you have any experience, then it actually reduces the the, the terms. They give you better terms, right? Um, so my partner actually uh, has a rental property in West Palm Beach. And it was actually his original home. He actually renovated the apartment. And then when he moved, he put it, He it's a rental property now. So we had told them that. And they said, oh, we'll count that as an experienced property. Of course. So we had given them all the information about the property and they were like, oh, so that's that's that means you have you're no longer in the zero experience category. Now you're on the one to three or one to five experience category. So your percentage now is, let's say, 80 percent, right, versus 70 percent. I don't remember what the exact numbers were. Um, and so that is what I had been running my numbers this entire time. Because we were prepared and I literally broke their paper down at all the little fee things that they send me. And I look, it looked like a college class. I highlighted and I put arrows and I called them and I said, what does this mean? What does this mean? What is that? Why is that number like that? You know, like, because I needed to be prepared for when I ran my numbers, when I found a house, right? So I find the house, get it under contract and Maybe a day or two later, they're they're like, okay, we're going to put in the loan documents. We're going to get everything approved, right? We're going to start the process. We're going to start the, the timeline to closing, right? We're like, all right, perfect, awesome. We're all excited. 
Well, they like a day after I get the house under contract, they're like, well, um, actually, I want to go ahead and let you know that we're going to have to change your terms. And we're actually going to have to, um, instead of covering, let's say, the original 80%, we're actually going to only cover 70%. Because we realized that your experience property was done over three years ago, and it has to be within the last three years in order for that to be counted. Nobody had said that to me. And, and so I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I just got a house under contract and you're going to change the terms on me when I have a house under contract. That for me means, as you very well know, I need to bring more money. I have to now go find more money because you decided to change the terms at the very literally last minute. Right. So that was not okay. I mean, and, and we were honestly, we, it's one of those things where there's so much going on. You're learning so much. You're still in fear because it's still something you are doing for the very first time. It's your first house. And when that, when he, when they said that to us, I mean, we literally were like, we were like almost devastated because we don't have money of our own. Right. And then for any listener also, right? That are like, oh, people have savings. And yes, sure. Some of the ladies in the group, maybe they're older, maybe they have their retirement funds. I'm not, I'm 30 years old. I have no money. Okay. I have credit card debt. That's what I had. Right. Like I've lived my life and maybe that's irresponsible. And I, maybe I should have a savings up until this point. That's fine. But you know what? I don't have any money stored. So we had no money of our own to put towards any of this. Right. And so that to us was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do now? We have to go find more money. Right. And so we literally, I walked into the bedroom because my partner was in the in the bedroom with my son while I was having this conversation with them outside. And I came into the room and I told them what happened. And we looked at each other and we're like, what are we going to do? And we were so like devastated. And that might sound dramatic. Very defeating. Defeating. Exactly. We were very defeated because we, I had done so much work. You had done it right. Exactly. And I had, I worked so hard to be prepared and to just have all my ducks in a row and to do my homework and to understand what was happening. And for someone to come and lower, right. And change the terms at last minute. I was like, are you kidding me right now? And we looked at each other and we're like, what do we do? And so I remember I sat down on the bed. I have a whiteboard in the room that I usually, you know, do like write stuff whether it's motivational or numbers or whatever it is that we're doing. And I was like, okay, let's just think. And I was like, okay, I put on one side, we stop. And I put on the other side, we move forward. And I do a, a, do a line down the middle. And I was like, okay, let's write it out. Okay. Why would we go forward? Right. And, and we put financial stability, our company, the opportunity for a better life, the time, all the work that I've put in. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's still a good deal. Like it's still a deal. It's not about it not being a deal. It's just that now you need more money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was just so like at, at in that moment in time, we were not experienced enough to handle that kind of situation to where now I would handle it a little bit different because I have more experience. Right. But at the time you're so new, you don't know so many things you're, you're doing everything you can to make this happen. And you've worked so hard to get to that point that it just felt very like, how are we going to move forward? You know? And then we wrote down the stop, why we'd stop and why we would move forward. And I was like, and we literally, I looked at the board and I was like, we have no choice. We need to move forward. 
there is no stopping. Yeah. Like there is no stopping. We are going through it. There is no reverse. This sucks. Okay. So what did you do? How did you bridge the gap? I fired them is what I did. Picked up a new lender, got the paperwork going, got better, even better terms than what they were offering. And we got the ball rolling. Bam. Okay. So you got a hard money loan, but did you have some gap funds where you had to get a private loan? Yes. So we did. Family and friends actually ended up uh, financing. Yeah. Financing what was needed. Yep. So, okay. So you purchased for one, 122. Yes. 122. The renovations you thought were going to be 26 and they came in around 32. Yes. Were there any huge surprises on the renovation? Yes, there was. There was a, a pipe that did need to be that was leaking. That was, and they did have to drill in the concrete a little bit though, a little bit. They patched it up, repaired it, and then they just took out all of the walls and anything that had any humidity and they just replaced all of that. And they replaced any any old um, galvanized piping that they saw in the process, they replaced it with new piping. Nice. That was a surprise. And then the AC also uh, ended up needing some some repairs like the water pump was broken and it was supposed to be good to go but it actually ended up needing some repairs and they actually needed to like replace the the tubes that go outside to like the outside unit as well what was your time frame you were in this flip for like five days i know yeah no <laughs> it was I so felt fast like, it felt like an eternity Demi. i know it felt i like know years but oh, you were God. in it for like how long it was so four months was the original time frame. Purchase to close was the expectation. And we did it in three months. Purchase okay. to close. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Your first flip. Like that's yes. awesome. Yes. 32K worth of work. Amazing. Okay. So then it's done. Mm-hmm. Put it on the market. Mm-hmm. How did that feel putting it on the market? Oh my God. So scary. So scary. So, so scary. Worst part of the whole thing. Literally of the whole thing. I I was like, oh my God, this is where they're going to, this is where this is. I kept telling everybody, this is where I know how good I did my homework. Like this is all of the work that I've done so far. This is where people are going to be like, oh, it sold or it didn't sell or she knows what she's doing. She's not, doesn't know what she's doing. Like it was just, it was like the test. It was a test to see how good did you do in everything that you've done so far. Yeah, it was Yes. Anxiety. Yes. When you bought it, what were you thinking the ARV was? 195. And what did you guys end up listing it at? 200,000. Well, 199,900. And when you listed it, how was the traffic that first weekend? Uh, First weekend was actually not the best. Um, we got more showings in the week than we did over the weekend, which I thought was kind of odd. Interesting. Yeah, I know that was odd. We got a showing the first day that it the first day it went live. We got a showing immediately, and then we got two more showings after that. That weekend, actually, I think we had one showing on Saturday. That was Were it. You, did that scare you? Um, I was. I was okay. I had done my homework in terms of market research and I knew that hot homes went under a uh, contract in 15 days. So because I already had that in my mind, 
I was already primed. If it takes 15 days, we're good. And honestly, I knew that average homes went under contract in 21 days. So I was like, you know what? 21 days at 21 day mark, then maybe we'll talk about that is exactly why that, that data, those two data points are so important. So you know when to start freaking out and you know when you just need to chill out. So then you got, did you get multiple offers or did you get one offer? How did that go? So uh, the first offer uh, that we got was the one that we sold to. I, when the realtor like does the contract with you, she asks you like, if you want to know if you get multiple offers afterwards. And I had said no. Um, so I don't know if I did get another one afterwards or not. Um, just because you start playing that game and I don't want to play that game with myself. I'm like, you know what? Like we picked this one. I don't want to know if somebody else came in with like $10,000 more. I don't want to play that like if and what. So, um, we got an offer for 200,000, which is technically a hundred dollars over. Yeah. Uh, and, and she wanted to put the deposit it down immediately. It was this widow from New Jersey that had actually flied down and she was just here for the day in Florida looking at houses. And she like, I guess, saw 10 different houses and she fell in love with ours. She said that she loved it and that it was her dream house and that she had always wanted to live somewhere like that. Yeah. I got like, you know, I got like a little watery eyed when they told me that. Um, and yeah, she's like, I want to put the deposit down now. I don't want anybody to snatch my house. And so she put the deposit on and she paid like 80 with cash. And then she financed the rest with an FHA loan. How was the closing? Like, were the, did anything come up during the escrow period or the closing period? Oh, wait, um, FHA. Yes. Uh-huh. So you had a 90-day issue come up. Yes, I uh-huh. did. Yes. And so she wanted to close ASAP because she was moving from New Jersey and was living in a hotel. Okay. And we were not at our 90 days. We needed to sell. The soonest we could sell was July 28th, and she wanted to move like July 3rd. And we're oh, like, listen, lady, you're going to have to wait if We'd you want to, it. We'd love to, but we can't. Yeah, <laughs> but we can't. So she literally had to just stay at the hotel and wait until July 28th. in order yeah in order to buy the house yeah and that's what she did that's what she ended up doing that's crazy anything else come up at the end when we were really like a couple days to closing uh they informed us that they needed an extension of a couple days because because of the fha we really don't know why but because of the fha situation that she actually wasn't able to close with an fha but that she was she uh, qualified for conventional. So all the lender was doing was switching from FHA to the conventional. Uh, and so they just needed a couple days to to do that. We weren't sure. They never told us if it was because of the rehab and FHA uh, or because it was a New Jersey thing, because the lender was from New Jersey, if they had maybe different requirements. We never really got the specific reason, but that's what they said. They said she couldn't close with an FHA on that house. So she was just going to get transferred over to a conventional. Interesting. Yeah. So were you freaked out or were you okay? Were you like, it's going to be fine? I was okay because it was presented as she can't close with an FHA, but don't worry. She qualifies for conventional. That's what they're doing. And they need a couple days. Yeah. She's not trying to bail. Right. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. So what was your profit? $24,000. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Three months, 24K in three months. That's pretty good. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Were yes, you is. like blown away? Were you like, holy cow? Yes. We, like, wow, yes. we did it. Yes. This, yes. It works. 
yes, it works. It works and we can do it and we did do it and I can definitely do it again. And I definitely want to do it again. And it was, it was just doing that first rotation. I, that's what we would say. Like, if I can just do the first rotation, I don't care if I make $5,000 on my house. Like it's just get through the first rotation because there's only so much that theory can get you and education can get you. You have to do it. You have to go through a full rotation. Your prop like program is phenomenal, 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 phenomenal platform. But there are some, there are things that you have to just do because you're going to run into things that no one can train you for. No one can teach you how to respond. No one can teach you how to manage. No one can teach you how to do any of those things. And you just need to go out there and you just need to do your full rotation. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to do our full rotation. It just so happened that our first rotation was a $24,000 profit <laughs> on a 200 K house. We'll take yes. it. That's yes. amazing. 12% yes. profit. That's a pretty phenomenal. Yes. Oh my yes. God. I'm so happy for you guys. Thank you are you. just, you are such a doer. It's so refreshing to see somebody and you're super coachable and you ask questions and you get help when you need it. Like you're just awesome. And we Thank love you. you and we you. love that you're in our community. We, we, we see you, we see your engagement and we appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you. And Thank you've you. got two more flips. Yes. Two more flips. Yes. Yes. And the one that we just closed on yesterday is a big one. It's a, it's a big one. It's a 300. It's we bought it at 390. uh, But the ARV is actually about $600,000. So yes, we're very excited. Oh my gosh. We'll, I'll have to have you back. We'll have to have a catch up session for the next two. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. Well, you're awesome. I appreciate thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really, I really thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This platform, phenomenal. The community is phenomenal. All the ladies are are great. And really, the reason I like to share and, and even me thinking about doing this podcast when you mentioned it, I was like, absolutely. Because I remember when I was, you know, like fresh with the baby and all I could do was listen. And, you know, like I, when I heard about the program and it was just new to me. I knew you had the podcast and I started listening to the podcast and listening to the stories. And I think I listened to almost all of them. And, and one of the things was, oh my God, these are people like me, you know? And, and I was like, okay, if this lady can do it, I can do it. I mean, (laughs) you know, like if they, they went through that and they could do it, I can do it too. So I definitely know that, you know, someone hearing this, um, that can identify with any of the of the things in my life um, will give them motivation to to do it and For sure. and it's definitely doable. Yes, yes I love but it. Your program is awesome. So thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank you, thank you're you. You're welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you again for sharing your story. Of course, awesome. my pleasure. All right, <laughs> I'll see you in the group. Yes, thank All you, right. Debbie. Have Bye. a good day. You Bye. Too. So the next time. You think to yourself, oh, I just don't have the time for that. That thing that you really want to be doing, that thing that is going to get you the time freedom you want, the financial freedom you want. I don't have time for that. Are you kidding me? Like, that's all I hear now after this conversation with Mariana is, are you kidding me, Debbie? How do you not have time for that? You make it a priority. There's not another option. Dig deep and you do the things you need to do. Oh my gosh, so good. Anyway, 
if you want to buy, renovate, and sell houses or rent houses, maybe have an Airbnb or midterm rental or long-term rental somewhere. That is what we help women do. We help you start these businesses so that you can have the thing you ultimately want, the thing we ultimately are all chasing, which is more time with our loved ones, right? The financial stability and freedom to have more time with our loved ones. If you want our help chasing your house flipping dreams, we'd love to be part of your journey. Go to herfirstflip.com and book a call with us. Let's see how we could work together. All right, until next time, go out there, flip houses like a girl, leave people and places better than you find them, and make it a great day. Bye, y'all.